What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rest of Season Rankings Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Seifter, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Bart Wheeler. And Bart, it is time to talk some fantasy football positional guides, tiers, strategies, <laughs> uh, what have you. We're in mid-August now. It is uh, entering peak draft season here, and we are getting down to business, right? At, absolutely. I've got uh, one of my uh, my league dra- drafting this Saturday, my uh, longest standing home league of over, I guess, probably over 20 years now. So uh, I'd say about seven or eight of the guys have been in there the whole time. Um, so getting getting excited and prepping for that draft. Already, of course, done the Scott Fishbowl draft. Um, have a couple more um, in a couple weeks. So yeah, we're getting right into it and going to kick it off right today with quarterbacks. And I think the you know maybe we can start off talking a little bit of strategy um, in redraft. I know you you, you want to talk superflex a little bit, so I guess in general, uh, what do you do with quarterbacks? Are you do you in general do you wait? Do you let them come to you? Um, do you go after a top guy? What do you do? Yeah, well, it's a major difference uh, between uh, a superflex league and a single QB league. I think the strategies are just so different between the two. Um, and I, you know, I really have come to really prefer super flex leagues personally. I just think that quarterback's the most important position in real life, and it should be the most important position in fantasy. But it's not in a single QB league. And uh, but you know, the real the real thing is you just need to play by the rules of your league and adopt uh, the strategy that's going to work in your league. So I know more people still play single QB leagues than super flex. So. Uh, in a single QB league, I, I'm generally not going to go for one of the early quarterbacks, I don't think. Um, especially this year, I feel like there's probably about, uh, let's say, 12, 13 quarterbacks uh, that I'd be pretty happy with as my QB1. So in a single QB league, most leagues are 12 teams. So that means you're you're likely to get one of those guys late. You know, I'm, I'm happy to kind of wait and see which quarterback emerges as a, as a strong value and maybe try to fill out the rest of my starting lineup at uh, first, you know, focusing on running backs and, and wide receivers in particular, but even maybe taking a tight end um, before quarterback uh, and just kind of letting the vol- value uh, fall to me. Uh, do you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely let the value fall to me in one QB leagues. Uh, I actually had a choice in this league I was just talking about uh, with keepers. I posted it on Twitter a couple weeks ago and got a lot of votes uh, I could either keep Trey Lance for an 11th round draft pick or T Higgins for a third rounder. And I ended up keeping T Higgins and who knows, maybe I'll end up drafting Lance later in the you know middle rounds or whatever, but it was hard to give up that top end value because like you said, yeah, there's, there's 12 quarterbacks. Really? I'm looking at my rankings and we'll get into our tiers, but I actually have 15 quarterbacks. who I think I'd be fine with as my, my quarterback. So yeah, it's just so deep. The position's so deep. It's It's hard to say that the, number 13 or 14 QB that we're going to talk about today is really that much worse than the number four or five quarterback. So yeah, for that reason, I tend to wait. Um, I don't mind. Yeah. Let the draft come to you in a one QB league in a two QB league, uh, you know, super flex, of course, like guys like Josh Allen and Pat Patrick Mahomes, some of these guys we'll talk about up top, you know, absolutely should be considered for the number one pick. So we can, we can get into the tiers and talk about that, but yeah, totally different strategy for super flex. Yeah, and you know it's interesting because there's so many different formats out there these days, um, and I feel like the the strategies do slightly change based on different strat- different uh, formats. So, like 
you know, Scott Fishbowl, for example, um, values completion percentage, and mm-hmm. that's going to push up some of the more, you know, traditional passers uh, compared to some of the rushing quarterbacks. But in, in, a, in a standard league um, that most people play in, uh, the rushing quarterbacks do get that extra boost. So, and they, they kind of have a higher floor, I guess, um, just because they're going to get that rushing value. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, 15, maybe I do think there's a little drop um, after the after the top 10 or so, and then maybe another little drop after, uh, after 13, but we'll get to those tiers. Um, as far as super flex goes, if I can get two of my top 12 or 13 quarterbacks, I'm, I'm kind of happy with that. I think mm-hmm. in dynasty, that's like a huge priority for me because, uh, quarterbacks have an extra value there because they just have the longevity going for them as well. Um, but in, in redraft, that's not quite as important. And, uh, you know, but I definitely want my QB two to be, say like a top 20 quarterback or something like that. I don't, I wouldn't want to go much lower than that because I do feel like uh, eventually you get uh, a little bit of a cliff um, to some extent. So uh, certainly, and and honestly in a, in a two QB league in a 12 team league, I don't, I kind of like having three quarterbacks, even if I can, you know, cause you're yeah. going to have bye weeks. You could have uh, injuries aren't that common for quarterbacks, but they do happen. So uh, and that would really derail your your season if you didn't have a, a backup quarterback. So, uh, in a twelve team league, only only half the teams in the league can even have three starting quarterbacks. So, uh, I I will definitely be prioritizing quarterbacks in super flex leagues to a pretty significant extent. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. You know, even in a redraft one QB league, which are probably most of the people listening are in. Uh, you know, if you don't get one of those top 10 or 12 guys and you end up, you know, because sometimes the draft does fall to you and you're like, you can't pass up certain running backs and wide receivers. And sometimes you find yourself in the eighth, ninth round and you just are like, well, I haven't taken a quarterback yet. And that's fine. Uh, would you recommend drafting two quarterbacks potentially, you know, like, you know, guys maybe deeper. Some of these guys will talk about like, if you draft a guy like Tua or Justin Fields, you know, they might be good, but they might not. Like, would you recommend pairing them with someone else? Uh, and yeah. drafting too. Yeah, well so that so that's something I believe Jeff Ratcliffe has talked about a lot in the past like the you know draft like the steady low you know high floor low ceiling quarterback along with like the upside more mm-hmm. boomer bust quarterback. Um I do like that strategy. I think this year in particular you may not need to employ it just because like I said I think that there are at least 12 quarterbacks this year that I would be very happy with as my QB1 and if I have one of them I don't feel like I necessarily need to draft that upside backup, you know? Um, but, yep. but if say like you wait a little too long and, uh, and somehow uh, your starting quarterback ends up being like Kirk cousins or something like that, you know, if that's the <laughs> case, then I would, you know, I like, I would love to have like Trey Lance and Kirk cousins, you know, maybe you draft Lance first and he's just a little risky. Um, he could be awesome, but he's a little risky. So then you might want to have a guy like, Cousins or Derek Carr or Jameis Winston, somebody that is a little more solid, um, just to so you know what you're getting um, as a fallback plan. So yeah, it, 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 there are some times where that makes sense, but I think if you have like a top tier quarterback, top ten kind of quarterback, you probably don't need to draft a second one in a single QB league. Yeah, keep drafting those high upside running backs, and I mean we still got a couple weeks still, actually three weeks I think till the season starts. So you know, injuries are going to happen. Just go ahead and keep, keep drafting those guys. And then you can always pick up, you know, these, some of these backup quarterbacks out there. 
or starting quarterbacks as your backup, I should say. Exactly. So how, how about we go ahead and get into some tiers and let's talk about our tier one. Who do you have? Let's do it. Um, yeah. So you know, I'm not I'm not breaking any new ground here. I think um, with Josh Allen at the top. Um, what I would say though is I I don't really think I'll be reaching for Josh Allen um, just because, like we said, there's so many good quarterbacks. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a top tier of Allen, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like those are the three kind of uh, they're they're all uh, you know coming off great seasons. I guess Mahomes was not as great as some of his previous seasons, but we know how good he is. Um, they can make any throw. Uh, they also can make plays with their legs. Uh, they're they're all on explosive offenses and should be scoring a ton of points every week. Um, you know there are other quarterbacks that run the ball more than they do, but uh, I think that they provide the best balance of, of rushing and passing ability and uh, scoring upside. So I'm right there with you with my top tier. I, I have those three. Right now I have Mahomes ahead of Herbert, but I could easily flip the two. And in fact, when uh, I had a little blurb on Fantasy Pros when they were asking about overvalued players, and Patrick Mahomes was my over, most overvalued quarterback just because I mean, he's getting drafted right there just behind Josh Allen, really, and you know, kind of middle of, you know, really by the middle of the third round. And I'm just not going to get Mahomes there because I'm not looking at him till the fourth. Um, I'm not looking at Josh Allen really till the fourth either. Uh, and our rankings on rosrankings.com show that. I mean, we're both, we both have them kind of like around 40 to 42 range. So we're not getting them in the third round. And all, all these home leagues that are starting up, like those guys are absolutely going to go in the, by the third round, maybe even the second round, uh, depending on the, the, the format and everything. So yeah, with Mahomes, what, worries me a little bit more and why I might join you in putting Herbert <laughs> above Mahomes is just like we haven't really seen him do it without Tyreek Hill and when you look at his splits without Tyreek Hill they're not great like he's had some kind of duds uh, when Tyreek's been injured so that worries me a bit um, they did get some more weapons there with Juju MVS we'll see how it all worked <laughs> Kelsey of course is still there but um, yeah Tyreek Hill's a special player and he's gone yeah and whereas you compare that with Justin Herbert I mean he's just he's rolling it back with the, the same crew basically um so there's a lot of continuity there which you like to see i mean I, it just seems yep. like herbert should be able to pretty much replicate what he did last season there's not any obvious reason that he wouldn't be able to do that whereas with mahomes there is a lot more uh kind of transition i guess you could say going on um with with the uh with the chiefs passing game and uh, and then you just look at last season as well. And, uh, you know, um, Justin Herbert was the QB two. Uh, he averaged 22.4 fantasy points per game. Patrick Mahomes was the QB five. He averaged 21.3. So Herbert did outperform Mahomes last season. Uh, and he does have that continuity going for him. So that's why I give him the slight edge. Yep. Um, and, and both guys have a little bit of sneaky rushing upside, right? Both guys, I mean, they're not zeros. Uh, they both had over 300 yards rushing. So just wanted to point that out as we kind of dig into some of these other guys in a bit who have even more rushing upside. Um, you know, those guys have more rushing upside than some of these other guys we're going to talk about. Yeah, and I guess that would be the one. If you, if you did want to put Josh Allen in his own tier, I think that would be the strongest argument for yep. why to do that because – uh, he ran for 763 yards and six touchdowns last year. So that was comparable rushing yardage to uh, some of these more uh, run first quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts and L- Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson. So it's really impressive that <laughs> he was able to 
rush for that that much yardage and and score six rushing TDs in addition to being a real weapon as a passer. I mean, Josh Allen uh, was very clearly the the QB one last year. I just still think um, the difference. You know, maybe he's like a half tier ahead of the other guys, but it's not enough. Uh, for me to put him in his own tier and I still uh, bottom line is I still would be waiting before taking any of these guys probably yep so um, our next tier does look like uh, a lot of these rushing uh, QBs or at least have that rushing upside so I just have two guys here and I think it looks like you might have three Mm -hmm. Um, but I have Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and it looks like based on our overall you might have Jalen Hurts in the mix there too as well right I do yes yes yeah and I the reason I just haven't put him in there, and I, I have moved him up, but he's in the different tier for me. Uh, he's coming in a bit a bit for me, but I don't know. We've seen we've seen Lamar Jackson do it before. I know that he lost Marquise Brown, which is not good, <laughs> but I just think Rashad Bateman's going to step up. You know, he's got Mark Andrews there. They got Isaiah Likely, the rookie who is looking good in the preseason as well. So like, I think he'll make it work with his tight ends, with these receivers. He'll get the, he'll run the ball a ton. Um, I mean, Lamar's always a threat to rush for like a thousand yards himself. So, um, yeah, I just, the fact that we've kind of seen him do it, uh, in that MVP type season, uh, I have him kind of up there and then Kyler Murray, if anything, I could, I could move him down a little bit just because he won't have Deandre Hopkins for the beginning of the season. Um, and just kind of the off field stuff. (laughs) I know it's a lot of noise and it's a little bit narrative, but I do wonder if some of that might be a little bit, you know, kind of get to him just to get maybe off to a slow start this year. But but Kyler also just has that high rushing upside too. And, of course, Arizona has that kind of high-powered passing attack that you like to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I really like all these guys, honestly. Last year I was kind of out on Hurts. Um, and the reason I was out on him was just because I didn't trust his job security. I mean, that was the thing. Yeah. Like, when, when Jalen Hurts is playing, if you know he's going to play a full game, like he's always going to be a top 10 quarterback every week. It doesn't matter who the opponent is like because of the rushing. And he, I mean, he outscored uh, Lamar Jackson in points per game last year. Uh, I know it wasn't Lamar's best season, but uh, I think there's room for Hertz to actually have his, his stats go up as well. I mean, they, the fact they brought in AJ Brown is just huge. I, I think yeah. that this, this offense is pretty loaded with weapons now. I mean, Devonta Smith is a very strong second option. Dallas Goddard is one of the better receiving tight ends in the game. Uh, so I think that the Philly offense is really trending up. And the fact that Hertz really has no risk of getting benched this season. I mean, even like this is, they're going to see it through with Jalen Hurts this season. They're going to see if the experiment works, you know, in dynasty, I might still be a little uh, hesitant about Jalen Hurts <laughs> because I don't know if he's going to be, a starting quarterback in the NFL for five or 10 years that, that the jury is out on that, but he is going to play every game that he's healthy this season. And for that reason, I think he's got every bit as much of uh, upside and floor as both Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting with Lamar because uh, they're, you know, the Ravens are supposedly going back to their roots, right. And they're just going to run, run, run. And that that could work out just fine for Lamar. I mean, that season mm-hmm. you talked about, um, his rec, you know, his huge fantasy season was a, a season where they didn't throw the ball that much. Last year they tried to expand the passing game a little bit, and it didn't work so well um, for Lamar or for the Ravens. So uh, maybe it is a good thing to go back to the to the run focus uh, in Baltimore. And um, 
the the other thing the thing that surprised me with Kyler Murray, you know, I mentioned Scott Fishbowl as uh, factors in completion percentage, and his completion percentage was sixty nine point two percent last year, which was extremely high. It was mm-hmm. higher than uh, Tom Brady. It was higher than Aaron Rodgers. It was ha- higher, of course, um, than uh, it was higher than Mahomes. It was higher than Justin Herbert. Um, so uh, you know, it was very impressive, and that wasn't something I necessarily associated with Kyler Murray. Um, so I gave him a little boost over Lamar and Scott Fishbowl scoring. Um, they're neck and neck for me in, in a standard league. But, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with your point about Hopkins. That is a big loss. But, um, Mark, you know, Hollywood Brown, I think, is is a big game there. And it, I think he and Murray could have quite a, a good rapport. So I still like him a lot this season. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Lamar in that season. I was just looking at his numbers, and he had uh, 1,200 rushing yards in 2019, his second year, in 15 games, seven rushing touchdowns. He then, in 2020, had 15 games again and broke 1,000 rushing yards. So last year, he dealt with some injuries, 12 games. He rushed for 767. So, yeah, I mean... Only two touchdowns, too. (laughs) Only two touchdowns, yeah. I know. So I think, you know, if he he can stay on the field and play 16 games, I think 1,000 yards and five to seven touchdowns. I mean, I I don't see why we we couldn't see that again from Lamar. So definitely excited for him. And big picture, I mean, like, it wouldn't shock me in the least if any of these three quarterbacks outscore any of the three in the in the first year. So that just goes to our argument about waiting on quarterback. I mean, I think it, yep. these guys all have the upside to finish as the QB1 for for the season. Absolutely. I mean, Jalen Hurts, like when I was looking at, uh, you know, odds to lead the league in rushing touchdowns, he's up there, like top 10. I mean, like he's going to be, he's going to probably have double-digit rushing touchdowns potentially. So he, he he loves to find the end zone when he's near there and, you mentioned, uh, uh, I guess with Hertz, he's the QB seven based on ADP. So yeah, we're talking about a guy who I've seen some articles, an article or two. I wish I could remember who it was on Twitter. People kind of comparing, you know, how Josh Allen right was pretty inconsistent throwing, uh, you know, coming out, and then he took that leap when he got a guy like Stephon Diggs. So you mentioned AJ Brown. AJ Brown and Diggs are very different types of receivers, but just to just to give a young quarterback another weapon, a guy who can take the ball and just get in the end zone. So you love to see that. Yeah, and I mean, a guy like A.J. Brown, I mean, those are the kind of receivers that are like a quarterback's best friend because they're so yeah. big and so strong and so agile that you don't need to throw a perfect ball to get the ball to A.J. Brown. So uh, he can outrun the defenders. He can outmuscle the defenders. It's going to be a very useful uh, weapon for, for Hurts to have. Um, so I had so I had hurt just a, I had hurts in a tier below this actually two t- so I have a, I have four tiers of like kind of anyway I have hurts and Trey Lance a bit later together and I've been moving hurts up um, but this next tier tier three for me even before I get to Jalen Hurts I have Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott and I'm starting to consider even moving hurts like swapping hurts and Prescott just because you know Michael Gallup is not going to be there um, James Washington dealing with the injury so. You know, his weapons, I mean, Jalen Tolbert is going to get an opportunity. CeeDee Lamb, obviously, is he's going to be a target monster this year. Um, I think CeeDee Lamb is, is one of those guys who you're going to see in the first round of fantasy drafts here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you, you probably won't be able to wait till round two to get CeeDee Lamb. But as far as Dak, I mean, we again, this is another guy we've seen, you know, be a top five quarterback. He can get some rushing touchdowns as well. But, um, yeah, I am starting to, as we're kind of talking through it and talking about Hurts, I might consider moving Hurts above Dak. Uh, myself just because Dak is losing weapons and Hertz is getting them. <laughs> and uh, as far as Burrow, I mean, we saw what he did last year. 
he's probably due for a little bit of negative regression just because he his numbers were kind of off the charts. And, you know, Jamar Chase was that, <laughs> talk about a quarterback's best friend. He took some of those big plays to the house. And I don't know that he's going to be getting behind safeties for these like 70-yard touchdowns every game. I mean, he had, he had some monster games that really boosted Burrow's numbers. I mean, Burrow had a couple games that really kind of inflated his his numbers on the season, but not to take away anything from him. He had a great year, but I do think that he could come back to earth a little bit, but I still have him in this next tier with Dak. Yeah, that's interesting. So I have those two in this tier, but I also have Russell Wilson and Tom Brady mm-hmm. in this tier. And to me, this is a tier of guys who have great weapons. Now you could say maybe Dak doesn't have as great weapons as he typically has, but I still think he's got some pretty good weapons. And uh, the other three have a lot of weapons, I think. Um, These are all quarterbacks that don't run a whole lot. Um, You know, maybe earlier in his career, Russell Wilson ran a little bit more, but he's not really a big rushing quarterback anymore. Uh, It's more just sort of when he's once once a game he'll make some sort of amazing play with his legs but it's often to set up a a throw anyway uh so he's still good at avoiding the rush but um but not necessarily designed runs or anything like that and you could probably say the same thing about Dak I mean he could run more but it's not really part of the game plan um yeah and then obviously Burrow and Brady are are not the most mobile quarterbacks especially Brady (laughs) um so but uh these guys all have tons of upside for passing touchdowns I think and yardage um you know I've really been getting more and more into the idea of, of Russell Wilson having a huge season I just I think that this is a team that you know made it a priority to bring him in and they want to let him loose in a way that um that the Seahawks never did so uh I think that's going to be great news I think Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are both very talented receivers um that can make Lots of plays. They've got a couple tight ends um, that can make plays. Uh, obviously, the Tim Patrick loss was tough, but um, KJ Hamler is another interesting option there. So I don't think Wilson is going to have any shortage of weapons, and I think he's the type of quarterback that can actually just make everyone around him that much better. So uh, I think he's going to have a big, big season. Brady was the QB3 last year, and <laughs> uh, the news this uh, this camp on uh, Chris Godwin has been very positive. So it looks like Godwin is going to play most of the season. Maybe he won't be ready week one, but I think he's going to play most of the season. Um, Mike Evans is a beast, a monster, uh, awesome in the red zone. Uh, you know, he'll miss, he'll miss Gronk a little bit, but... Um, you know, they have Julio Jones, they have Russell Gage. Uh, there's just an abundant, uh, enormous number of weapons for Brady. And we, what else can we say about Brady? We just know how good he is. And honestly, I don't know how much he's going to miss Gronk. Like, they brought in Kyle Rudolph. They drafted uh, Kate Otten. Like, Gronk is, you know, he's okay. Like, he's kind of a shell of himself. I mean, obviously, one of the best tight fantasy tight ends and real-life tight ends of all time. But, uh, you know... He's not that anymore. Even if he comes out of retirement, like he'll probably be a top twelve tight end. But I'm not going to be that excited to to draft Gronk. I don't know. Well, I, I I like Gronk. I think Gronk's still really good. Um, but the I think the bigger point is just that Brady has more weapons than he has <laughs> targets yeah. to give out. You know what I mean? So it's like he can just make any of these guys successful, but um, he doesn't need them all to be available at any one time. Uh, to, to be successful himself. And uh, Burrow, you know, it's interesting. I I mean, hit, I agree with you. Like he had, like, especially with Chase, there were some 
uh, huge plays that probably will be tough to repeat. But I'm that to me, that's more of a knock on Chase maybe uh, than on Burrow uh, because T. Higgins is right there to mm-hmm. soak up the rest of the you know those targets. I think you know we'll get to wide receivers next week, but I think Chase and Higgins should be much closer in the rankings than most people have them. Um, but He's got tons. I mean, Tyler Boyd is a great third receiver, one of the best third receivers in the league, I'd say. Um, so, yeah, I, I, the one thing with the Bengals, I'd like to see them run at a higher pace of plays. They were one of the slowest uh, plays uh, teams in the league last year. So that that makes it so puts a little more pressure on the on getting those big plays and being hyper efficient as well if you're if you're just not going to run that many plays. So if they speed things up for him, I think he's got even more upside. But um, all of these guys, uh, again, like I would be totally happy with any of them as my QB one. And that includes Dak as well, even though, like you mentioned, uh, he's not going to have, uh, Amari Cooper around anymore. And, and Michael Gallup is looking it, you know, if he had best probably, uh, it, you know, it's more safe to say he's going to miss week one than Chris Godwin even. So, um, but but I I still think that Dallas offense always scores points and and Lamb is is awesome Schultz is really good they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean again you you mentioned this in their last year but I, this just reiter, reiterates the point about kind of waiting on QB. All these guys that we're talking about right now, like I have no problem with your tier and having Russell Wilson and Tom Brady up here, but I had a hard time like getting them in my top ten to be honest. Like I'm I'm looking at guys like Hertz. I, I know you have him higher, but like. Trey Lance, I got him in my top 10 because I really like the upside of him. Um, and anyway, like that's who I have in my tier four with Jalen Hurts. I have Hurts and Trey Lance ahead of Brady and Wilson. And I know that's a little, I mean, you could go either way. Like I'm like, I'm like I said, I'm fine. We could lump all these guys into one tier. And if you wanted to do that, do that and just take, you know, just wait until a guy falls, you know, I'm looking at ADP right now and these guys are all getting drafted, you know, like, I'm looking at Jalen Hurts. He's getting drafted around pick 67 as the QB7. Russell Wilson around pick 75. Uh, this is all like average draft position over at Fantasy Pros. Um, so like these are all guys kind of going in those middle rounds. So I have him one way. You have him a little bit different. But I really like the upside of Trey Lance, the the kind of Kanabi code, you know, r- high upside uh, for rushing. We saw what he did in that preseason game, which just, I know it's preseason, but my eyeball still saw that big, you know, deep pass touchdown and, I just I look at the potential. It wouldn't surprise me if Trey Lance is a top five quarterback this year either. But it would, there is the downside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if he was a top five quarterback. But it also wouldn't surprise me if he was like outside of the top fifteen. You know, I yep. He's the first quarterback in this list that we've talked about. Where if I do draft Trey Lance as my QB one, then I'm seriously looking at trying to get a high upside or a high floor uh, second mm-hmm. quarterback uh, just in case the Trey Lance experiment doesn't work out as well as, as, as hoped. I mean, this guy, we just have to remember, I mean, he's extremely raw, you know, like he, he just has not thrown a lot of passes in his NFL career and he didn't have a very long college career either. So, and it was a, you know, at, at a small school and all that. So um, I, I just think that he, I, I love the upside, but I think he's got something to prove. I have, I have him in a tier of, um, I guess you could just say guys with question marks, um, <laughs> but I still really like them all. But it's for me, it's Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and Lance is in a tier because 
I would have ha- I had Stafford in the tier with the others, uh, with Burrow and Wilson and Brady and Prescott before this arm uh, injury news started coming into play. And mm-hmm. uh, I actually had Stafford ahead of Prescott before that news, but I dropped him down a little bit just because of that injury. It just sounds a little concerning. I mean, they're they're saying they're that you know I think it was McVay said he slept better after seeing him throw in <laughs> practice or something, but. Uh, you just wonder if that's going to affect him. Even If not in week one, does it affect him a little later in the season or something like that? So that's the one question mark with Stafford for me because otherwise, I, I mean, he's also bringing, bringing back, uh, you know, um, the best receiver in the league in Cooper Cup. And then I I really think Allen Robinson can have a huge year this year as well. Um, just, you know, McVay is just, a mastermind and it's going to be a good offense. We know it. I mean, the, the, the defending Super Bowl champs. And, uh, I, I thought Stafford was underrated before the injury news. I, that, that is just the one red flag now for me with him. But, um, and then with Rogers, of course, the red flag is <laughs> who's he going to throw to, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. just a very depleted wide receiver room without Devonte Adams. Um, but I have a feeling Rogers is going to figure out a way to make it work. It just might take a little while. Like he's going to have to, sort through who he can trust um and uh you know it's a lot of young players so some of them are gonna get some some angry looks from him i think (laughs) yeah i know we talked about romeo uh dubs who now have you heard that he actually pronounces his name dobbs he said in a press he was asked by someone and he said well you know it's it's actually dobbs but he was like didn't really want to yeah correct people i too bad because i really like dubs because it's like i like dubs it's like winning (laughs) <laughs> yeah get those dubs yeah yeah but yeah I, I have aaron Rodgers as my qb 13 so i have him in that uh i have him in a tier so i, I kind of like your tier with the question marks because stafford yeah i've moved him down slightly but again you know if he's healthy like he was the qb6 last year he was just below aaron Rodgers, so he was almost a Q, I mean, he was right there near the top five you know coming on a career year coming out of detroit and you could say he's due for some positive regression uh, or you could say, well, he got out of Detroit and he has these great weapons and he has Sean McVay. Uh, why can't he repeat it and be an MVP? So if he's healthy, I mean, I love I love Stafford, but yeah, that 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 injury definitely uh, puts him. I, I like that, like kind of the the question mark uh, tier there that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, I have so my uh, well, we've kind of already talked through all these tiers. Uh, we've gotten through kind of my top. 12 or 13 where are you i'm on like tier six <laughs> yeah so, i mean th- those are my first four tiers there and I, I like i said I, in a 12 team league like it shouldn't it shouldn't be that hard to get one of these guys you can kind of just wait and see yeah. i mean there's there's a, a good chance that stafford goes before prescott or before brady or wilson you know i mean they're not necessarily going to go in, in the order i have them but um really i'm just i'm fine waiting and taking one of the i mean if you if you wait until the seventh round or something or you know eighth round and you end up with aaron Rodgers, you're not going to feel bad about that you know what i mean like yeah um so like i said to me i just wait for the value um you know maybe i'll end up you know getting hurts or or a russell wilson or something like that if the value lines up for me but if not i'm i'm okay with a stafford or rogers um i do like I said, Lance is the only one where if I do draft him, I'm pretty likely to then take another quarterback pretty soon. Um, just because my next tier, uh, is, uh, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins and Jameis Winston. And I, I really like these guys a lot. I just think that they're, 
their upside is not on the level of, of all the other players we've talked about so far. So for that reason, um, I have them a little lower, but, uh, you know, it like, I, to me, there's a big difference between them and the next group. So I would, if I had Lance as my QB one, I'd probably want to get like a Carr, Cousins, or Winston as my QB two. Yeah, and that's my next tier. I have Aaron Rodgers, I have Derek Carr, and Kirk Cousins, and that's that rounds out my top fifteen that I was talking about earlier. Where I'd actually be fine with Derek Carr or Kirk, or Kirk Cousins as my QB one. I like the fact that Carr now has Devontae Adams, obviously. Um, Kirk Cousins has a new head coach who came over from LA, Kevin O'Connell. Um, there's a you know there's a chance that they run a lot more plays, maybe a little bit more high you know up tempo offense. Hopefully, Irv Smith can get his was it thumb or something healthy mm-hmm. uh, for week one or two. You know, get back in there. Um, Justin Jefferson, I actually moved ahead of Cooper Cup uh, in my wide receiver rankings just for that you know that sort of uncertainty around Stafford um, and just Justin Jefferson. You know, we have Thielen who obviously dealing with some injuries. In the last couple of years, he's getting up there in age, but KJ Osborne has been okay at times. I just I like Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr. Is like I'd be fine if they felt like those are guys in a lot of twelve team leagues that you're just going to be able to get in like the last I don't know three four rounds. Like those guys are going to get drafted. Like guys are going to draft Justin Fields ahead of those guys, you know. And Tua, um, I know in the Scott Fishbowl, for instance, Tua went really high in my in my draft. And, I, and you know, just talking about those top tier guys we were just talking about. You can absolutely wait on like guys like Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, but Jalen Hurts, even Trey Lance. I think people get excited right about some of those guys. So like, I don't think you can wait as long, but you can wait a little bit longer on the veterans because people just, you know, they just get tired of like the same old guys. And like, I think people will, those guys will fall in drafts in their relative tiers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins too, but I do feel like if they're my starting quarterback and everyone else has people higher on the list, like, I am going to be at a slight disadvantage. I mean, to me, like, an upside, like, a big year for Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins is finishing as, like, QB 8 to 10, somewhere in there. Yep. Like, that would be, like, a, a good year for them. You know what I mean? Um, whereas, like, everyone else we've talked about, I feel like has the upside to be top 5, maybe even top 3, you know? So, That's true. I, so I do think that there is... A little bit of a drop off there. I but I agree with you that like the value on them could be tr- tremendous in a single QB league because uh, once these other quarterbacks have gone, team like people aren't going to want to draft a second quarterback. They're just not going to see the need to do it. So um, maybe you can get them a few rounds later than than you would otherwise. I mean, like they're guys I'm definitely targeting in a super flex league, but I just I just feel like in a single QB league, it's kind of you know it's. The, the value of having that second quarterback just isn't isn't really there so they get their value gets depressed a little bit and that's why super flex leagues are better uh, <laughs> but um i do want to say i do have Jameis winston in that group with them and i noticed that you do not i um, do not <laughs> yeah well i i'm definitely uh very excited for Jameis winston i think i'm one of the higher people on him uh in the industry uh I think everything we've heard, it sounds like the Saints are going to be a much more open offense this year. They're going to be, you know, I I believe Nick Unreal said that they're going to be a wide receiver heavy offense this year, and they've got the weapons to do that. I mean, everything we're hearing about Michael Thomas sounds terrific. He sounds like Mm -hmm. he's really healthy and ready to go and motivated as well, which is important. 
Um, and then bringing in Jarvis Landry, drafting Chris Olave. I mean, that's just a great trio of wide receivers to throw the ball to. Um, I do, you know, the, if, if there's one concern, I mean, Kamara also, it, it's looking, we'll talk about him in the running backs, but it's looking like he's not <laughs> going to get suspended this year, most likely. And he's one of the best pass catching backs in the league. So let's not forget that either. But um, I guess the one question mark for me is just how much Taysom Hill plays. I mean, I could see him coming in uh, in, the, on, in some goal line situations and being very frustrating for, for Jameis Winston managers. But overall, I, I think this is going to be a surprising offense that's going to score a lot of points. And uh, I think Jameis Winston belongs in that tier with Carr and Cousins. Well, yeah, we, we definitely differ here. I have Jameis all the way down as my QB 22. Uh, so I've got him, you know, six or seven spots below here. Uh, not in this this tier. Um, I, I do think, along with those guys, I could see Jameis having a year where he's like the QB 10 or so, and that would be a good year. Um, we've seen him be, you know, what was he, the QB? Was he the QB 3 or something? Uh, gosh, I have to yeah, look it up. Tampa, yeah. With Tampa, where he threw for 5,000 yards, you know, he had like 30 touchdowns, but also 30 interceptions. <laughs> um, but but last year, you know, he had he only played seven games. He had 14 touchdowns, just three interceptions. Really, like best, you know, best quarterback rating of his career. So, I mean, it is a little bit of, you know, kind of extrapolating that out and seeing, you know, believing that he can do that in New Orleans. You mentioned the weapons. I'm not going to deny that. But I think with Jameis, I'm just having a hard time saying, yeah, you know, this former number one overall pick, he's going to put it together. Uh, he's going to be top 10 or 12 quarterback. I mean, you're saying he's what? Top, you, where do you have him, like 15 or so? Yeah, I mean, I think he yeah. – I don't I don't think he has – I don't think he's as safe as Carr and Cousins. I'll, I'll agree with that. But I think he has, actually might have more upside than them. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I think, uh, like, I could maybe put him in my next tier. Uh, if I were to move him up, which I'm not planning on anytime soon, but maybe we'll see how things go. <laughs> My next tier I have is uh, Justin Fields and Tua Tagovailoa. So I have those two in this little mini tier. This is my seventh tier now. Mm-hmm. And these are these are kind of unproven guys, uh, young guys, some rushing upside. Uh, and in fact, I feel like I need to move Tua above Fields, to be honest, because he has so much better weapons and just a better situation uh, now that I'm kind of like talking through it. Because um, Fields, while I like the upside and we haven't, you know, I like the, the potential, right? We haven't really seen it. I like Darnell Mooney. I like Cole Komet. Um, these guys could all have good fantasy seasons, and, and Fields could still be just kind of like the QB 18 or something, right? Um, but Fields has that upside. Uh, he could he could get some rushing yards. Um, I don't think as much as like a Trey Lance or a, J- a Jalen Hurts, but he does have a little bit of rushing upside uh, to throw in there. And, and while Tua, you know, having some of the injuries, I feel like we might see Tua uh, like rush a little bit less. Uh, less and less uh, just dealing with coming off some of those serious like hip injuries and such yeah i agree with that completely um two of course does have great weapons um i'm uh, so i have a uh i have a tier here of uh tua and fields are in it i also have trevor lawrence in that tier mm-hmm. and i initially had zach wilson in that tier as well before he got hurt the other night uh i've moved him down just because uh it, it it's I mean, disaster was averted because it wasn't an ACL tear, but it was an MCL and uh, a bone bruise, and he's supposed to be out two to four weeks, so he's kind of like cutting it close to being ready for week one. I I wouldn't be surprised if he um, is out for a week or two to begin the year, but I also mm-hmm. think it just hurts because there's so many, you know, 
I don't know. It's a it's a a team in transition, um, and I think he could have really used all the reps in in practice and uh, in preseason to um, get into a groove going into the season. Um, so I, I feel like with Wilson now, I feel like it might be more of an adjustment period in the early part of the season for him before he uh, can can tap into his potential that I think he has. Um, so well, that, while you're while you're talking about Zach Wilson, I know he's not in this tier anymore for you, but I will just point out again, like for people who are drafting, like what you just said is important. If you do draft Zach Wilson, make sure you draft another quarterback. I mean, that's one where you really need to probably, right? Yeah. And that doesn't mean draft Joe Flacco in the last round. It means take <laughs> one of these other guys we're talking about. Yeah. And then I take mean, Zach Wilson, I still, right? Like, I still like the upside that Wilson has. I yeah. mean, I like his weapons, the receivers. That, I mean, drafting Garrett Wilson, uh, you know, Elijah Moore, I feel like could really have a nice breakout season. Uh, and Corey Davis is pretty good for a third guy as well. And they, they also added a couple tight ends and, um, Brees Hall, of course, is a, a very adept receiver out of the backfield, too. So uh, I, I like what they built around Zach Wilson. It's just a shame that he's not going to get those practice reps in heading into the season. But going back to the other guys, I mean, I've never been a big Tua fan. I just like I watch Tua and I just don't think he looks that good personally. I, <laughs> I, I like I don't see the arm strength, basically. Um, and I know they keep we keep seeing things on social media about him throwing a bomb in practice or something. But it's kind of like the reason that they have to keep promoting this narrative is because people do question the arm strength. And I, I think you have to, if you've watched him in actual NFL games up to this point in his career, you know, and I don't think he brings a lot of rushing to the table, like you said, Um, but he will have great weapons. And so, you know, I feel like Jalen hurts got a boost because of his weapons. Derek Carr gets a boost because of his weapons. Uh, Tua gets a boost because of his weapons. And that's, I, I might not even have him in this tier. Uh, if they hadn't brought in Tyreek Hill. But I think that that alone <laughs> pushes him into this tier for me. Um, Trevor I Lawrence, I, I, I'm curious why you wouldn't put him in this group. I mean, I, you yeah. know, he was the one that was supposed to be the best of these guys uh, coming out of college. And I know he had a kind of first rough first year, but, you know, they got a new coaching staff. Um, you know, I like Christian Kirk. Um, they brought him in. They, they have – some de- some okay receivers, you know, and I think Lawrence actually can run the ball a fair mm-hmm. amount as well. So um, I think he belongs in this group. Yeah, I could have put Lawrence up here. I, I kind of have some alternating tiers here with like, you know, young guys, and then I have like a, a, another little boring tier. I'll mention in a minute of, of a, a couple of veterans, and then I've got and then I've got uh, Lawrence and Mac Jones in a little tier of their own. So I kind of see them similarly. Um, but yeah, I, I, Lawrence. Certainly has more upside, uh, being the guy who's like this genera- generational talent, number one overall pick. Uh, you know, these rankings might change a little bit between now and uh, you know next couple of weeks, so we'll see. Uh, he's got room to move up a little bit, but I, I I was gonna say I agree with you completely on Tua. If he didn't have Tyree Kill, I think he'd be down kind of around, probably not even inside my top twenty. That I would move him down probably four or five spots. Yep, I yep exactly. But I have I still have Lawrence ahead of him anyway. Actually, I have it Lawrence. Okay. Tua and then Justin Fields um, and and before Zach Wilson's injury I had him ahead of Tua as well so th- that just gives you a sense of where I am on Tua I guess but um, I I agree with what you said about Fields I think it's really going to be about rushing for him because it mm-hmm. sure looks like that offense is going to be a disaster again and it's just going to be a question of how many plays he can make with his legs I think he's going to need that to uh, mm-hmm. to be viable in fantasy yep so uh, 
My next tier, I mentioned a couple boring guys. I have a little tier here with Ryan Tannehill and Matt Ryan. Same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I put them together. The Ryan tier. Uh, <laughs> the Ryan tier. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, you know, Ryan Tannehill doesn't get a lot of respect. This guy's been like a top 10 quarterback more often than not. You know, when he's been in Tennessee, now he just lost A.J. Brown. Not great. Um, but they immediately drafted Traylon Burks. Uh, and, you know, they brought in Robert Woods, who I like a lot, as long as he's healthy. Um, I, I think, you know, Ryan Tannehill, the thing about him is, like, we've talked about, like, the sneaky up, like, the sneaky uh, rushing upside. Tannehill is, is 100%, like, sneaky with the I mean, he has seven touchdowns last year. I think he had seven the year before, too. I have to look it up real quick. But he he, gets, he finds the end zone. He's got a nose for the end zone on, with his legs. He has these sneaky up, like, rushing, rushing yards, and Matt Ryan does not. Um, but I put him in this tier as well because, um, I don't know, I just think the move to Indy, I like I like Michael Pittman a lot. I, I kind of hope they bring T.Y. Hilton back, honestly, uh, on like a cheap deal just to have another weapon. If he could stay healthy, that'd be, that would be nice. So um, Because Paris Campbell, we haven't really seen him stay healthy. Uh, Matt Ryan is a guy in this tier, but um, I might consider moving Ryan down uh, slightly just because you know, he's one of those guys, like we've seen him be a top you know, five quarterback before couple times but we've also seen him be like the qb 25 to 26 mm-hmm. <laughs> as well he's kind of all over the place yeah although so. honestly i don't think he's i don't think either of those outcomes are at all likely this season to me i'm looking at him as like a high floor low ceiling kind of a guy because i think he's yeah. just a very steady decision maker i don't think he's nearly as good as he was early in his career but i do think frank reich tends to um you know get get production out of his teams and uh you know you you didn't mention alec pierce the rookie but i uh oh yeah i like him a lot so i think yep. he i think he could emerge as the number two receiver behind Pittman there um but yeah i don't know i i sort of think i agree with the broader point you made about the i just think the colts are gonna be a, a at least middle of the pack offense and you know matt ryan is gonna be uh, a middle of the pack fantasy quarterback i think um as far as Tannehill goes yeah i i mean for many years, I thought he was just super underrated. Like people did not appreciate how good he was in fantasy. And then last year, it felt like he had a terrible season, but he ended up as the QB 12 somehow. <laughs> I'm not right. sure how that happened. I mean, you mentioned the seven rushing touchdowns. That surely helped. Yeah. Um, and then there's the fact that, you know, there was a huge gap between the QB 11 and the QB 12. So uh, that that may have helped him as well. He did not have one of his better seasons last year, but uh he's you know he's not like super old where he would be in decline or anything like that and uh, I agree with what you said I like Robert Woods I I think he's a a very good receiver we just need to make sure he's healthy um you know they have some other options there as well besides Burks um you know uh uh Kyle Phillips the rookie um Mm -hmm. the other rookie there is is uh an interesting player and then uh Nick Westbrook Akina uh was solid last year actually. So I think there'll be enough weapons there. I, you know, I just look at Tannehill and Matt Ryan as high floor, low ceiling um, guys. Like they're like the perfect QB two, you know, and in a yep. super flex league that matters a lot. Absolutely. So I mentioned Mac Jones. Um, I, I think the fact that you have Trevor Lawrence above this tier, I can definitely see it. Um, I just, I have him down here in like this next mini tier. I have Lawrence and Mac Jones. Uh, I, I like Mac Jones improving in year two as well. Uh, similar to Trevor Lawrence. I think you're right that Lawrence has more upside. Uh, you know, Mac Jones in that offense can, will be more of like that game manager more than likely, right? Mm-hmm. Um, probably like a Matt Ryan, who I have ranked right above him. 
Um, so he's, he's kind of down in this area. And I think to your point about Lawrence, I think if I'm going to put Trey Lance in my top 10, I need to consider putting Lawrence a bit higher because you got to factor in that upside, that potential, um, with yep. these guys. Yep. So I, so I have this, this is actually a big tier for me at this point. Um, initially I had Zach Wilson up, up there. And I also had uh, Daniel Jones and Mac Jones higher, but I've moved them down mm. below the Ryan's tier um, <laughs> just because I, I'm getting some, you know, they say keeping up with the Joneses. Well, I'm like going down with the Joneses. Uh, I'm just getting, <laughs> I'm getting a little worried about uh, both the Giants and the Patriots offenses. <laughs> they, they just seem to be, uh, I and I don't want to overrate like what you hear coming out of camp and stuff like that, but the the reports on these two offenses are not good. <laughs> I mean, they just yeah. sound like they're really struggling, uh, both of them. And uh, I might even be more worried with with the Patriots because I mean, they just they don't they have a defensive coordinator calling their offensive plays. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I don't understand that. I I mean, I want to like Mac Jones. I think he's a great real life quarterback. I think he's a very good decision maker. Um, but I, I've always felt like his game doesn't really translate that well to fantasy. Um, yeah. you know, it works better in the Scott fishbowl with the completion percentage, uh, factored in, I think, but in a standard league, I'm not sure Mac Jones, like I don't see a path to him being a top 12 quarterback really in a standard yeah. league. So, um, I'm not, I'm not so big on him. I, especially given the questions about this offense, um, I'm, I'm kind of out on him, I think. Um, Daniel Jones, I wanted to be in on more. Uh, I like the weapons there. I like the fact that they have Brian Dayball there now. Um, but it just sounds like they're all out of sync right now in camp. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what to make of the Giants, honestly. I mean, their receiver core is, like, impossible to figure out. Like, who's the number one guy there? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's a different guy every day, seemingly. Um so I've kind of moved the two Joneses down along with Zach Wilson into this tier with some guys who I really thought they would all be ahead of, but they've kind of, for one reason or another, fallen into this group with Davis Mills, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, and Baker Mayfield. And I just, to me, these are all like guys that are, I would be okay with any of these guys as my QB too, but I, uh, I in a one QB league, I'm not drafting any of these guys. Yep, I'm uh, so I'm I'm right there with you. It's interesting, like we didn't really talk much, you know, about our QBs or tiers before we recorded here, but I'm, I'm right there with you. I have a huge tier now, and mine actually starts with Jameis Winston because I have him much lower than you do. But I have Jameis, Ooh. Zach Wilson. <laughs> I've got Zach Wilson, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones, Davis Mills, Jared Goff. So I've got that big tier, and obviously I have Mac Jones slightly ahead in this other tier, but. You know, as we're talking through it, um, I'm, I'm definitely going to consider moving Lawrence up, and maybe maybe Mac Jones will either slide in with the Ryan's, or maybe he'll be, he'll lead this tier. But in any event, man, what you're saying about the Giants, you're right. Like Kadarius Tony has been a little dinged up. Kenny Galladay looks slow. Uh, Sh- Sterling Shepard's coming off an Achilles, uh, which is not great. And Wandale Robinson, I mean, he might be okay, but I felt like when he was drafted, he might be more of like a special teams type guy. I just, I mean, Tony, I, I like for Kadarius Tony, if he's healthy to be, uh, I mean, I like taking him late in drafts. Uh, we'll talk about him and I guess our wide receivers next week, but he's the guy I think is the number one, but can he stay healthy? I don't know. Um, but I think he's the obvious choice, but yeah, who else? <laughs> I don't know. He also like, doesn't seem like a quintessential number one receiver, does he? No. I mean, he, he, he's, he's speedy, but like, you know, 
Tyree Kill isn't a num- quintessential number one guy. Yeah, but yeah, nobody else is Tyree Kill, right? I mean, don't <laughs> get me wrong. I actually do like Kadarius Tony as a sleeper too. Um, so I don't want to say I disagree with that aspect of it. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity for targets in this offense because it's so yeah. unclear how they're going to get distributed. And he is probably the most talented one of the bunch. But um, I just feel like this team, there's just not a lot of clarity, really. Yeah. Well, any any of these other guys you want to talk about in this tier? Well, like Davis Baker Mills is or... interesting. I actually think Davis Mills could easily end up being better than Daniel Jones and Mac Jones, and, you know, and maybe so. Like Davis Mills is a guy I could almost put in the Ryan's tier. I mean, like, yeah. um, I think he's going to be very stable. I mean, I, I just think he's got um, Brandon Cooks just always gets it done. Uh, mm-hmm. I really like Nico Collins. I think he's a good sleeper this year. Um, so, you know, uh, I think I think that the Texans. I also just I don't know. I get the feeling the Texans are going to be like behind in a lot of games, and just kind of the other team's going to let Davis Mills uh, have some underneath stuff, and he's going to end up yeah. like putting up 300 yards, and you're going to be like, how do you put up 300 yards and two touchdowns? You know, you remember um, that year Blake Bortles was like a top five quarterback. Yeah, right. I mean, don't don't watch the games, but then he just yeah, garbage time Blake Bortles. I mean, you could see Davis Mills having some. I mean, he could be a top five quarterback. Well, I don't know about that. Blake, but who would have, who would have thought Blake Bortles would have done that? Yeah. But yeah, no, I get your point. Like, I'm with you. Like, they're going to be behind in a lot of games. So yeah, yeah I just I feel like I, I feel like he's he's I'd be in a super flex league. I'd be fine with him as my QB two. Uh, Carson Wentz. I mean, everyone loves to hate on Carson Wentz. You know, like it's just become a a, a national pastime on Twitter. It feels like, but. Um, you know, he's still got uh, Terry McLaurin. It's like this offense, um, we'll see, you know, we'll see what else they have going there. Um, but I, I feel like this will be a team that will be okay, you know. And Carson Wentz has had some good fantasy seasons. Um, you know, he, he he tends to get dinged up because of the way he plays. But, I mean, he does, uh, whether he should or not, he does add some value as a rusher as well. Mm-hmm. So, I think he'll be... Okay. I mean, to me, after this tier, this is the last tier of, like, sure things, of, like, starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And, you know, so I would, like, in a super flex league, I'd want my QB2 to be from this group because if if it's later than this, then it's, like, you don't know if you're getting a starting quarterback all season. I feel like with this group, Jerry Goff isn't – I put him in the same conversation as Davis Mills. Like, I think he's – he could quietly end up being pretty good in fantasy too, just because of game script and stuff like that. Um, and then Baker, you know, Baker Mayfield, you know, I, I don't know. I last year was a disaster, but he was hurt a lot of the time, and um, he's going to have good weapons there. I mean, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Um, so I think he could be all right too. I like in a two QB league, any of these guys, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it. You know. Yeah, so I'm curious if you have the next guy here. I have Deshaun Watson in his own tier here at number 29. Yeah, I that's same, kinda, same. That's, I have yeah, and I did my tiers in colors, and I have his as red. <laughs> so yeah, um, I actually had him ho- significantly higher in my rankings until recently, but um, it just seems like he's going to be. <laughs> it, it now sounds like he's likely to be suspended for the full year on this appeal, and. Um, and then he'll probably file a lawsuit, and I don't know what I I, I can't say what's going to happen, but I just I'm getting the f- sense that like the six games thing is not is not what's going to happen. I mean, he yeah. himself was apparently, or his legal team at least was 
offering to accept eight games and a $5 million fine. So I think they knew that number was going up one way or another. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at this point, he's just kind of like, I don't know. It, first of all, you have to be morally okay with it, which is its own conversation. But then you, you're just having to draft him knowing you might get absolutely nothing out of the pick. Yep. So um, after, so then I, I assume we probably have another, I have a huge tier here again of quarterbacks who are in kind of murky situations, right? We've got the Atlanta quarterbacks, you know, Ritter and Mariota. We've got Drew Locke and Geno Smith in Seattle. Uh, Trubisky and Kenny Pickett uh, in Pittsburgh. I've got all those guys plus Jacoby Brissett sort of in a big tier. Um, but the top of my tier, I have Desmond Ritter. And, I, you know, he he looked good the other night. I know it's preseason. He was playing against backups, yada, yada. He, had, uh, he went 10 of 22 for 100, over 100 yards, a couple touchdowns. He also uh, had six carries all kind of scrambling away for 59 yards. And that's what kind of gets me excited here. Um, not only that, but, like, if you look at the Falcons' schedule – you know, week one, they play the Saints, then they go and play the Rams. They play at Seattle, which is not an easy place to play. Then they play Cleveland, Tampa, San Francisco, Cincinnati. They finally, like, <laughs> it starts easing up a little bit, but I think we talked about this on another podcast. I could just, I could see Atlanta starting off, you know, 0-6, 1-5, whatever. I think Ritter could get his shot early. I think they're going to want to see what they have. And um, I don't think Mariota will play that much. I think they're going to want to see what Ritter can do because... Even if they play Ritter, you know, see what he does, they'll probably be bad. They might be right back in there next year to get a quarterback in the top half of the or top, you know, five or six in the draft. Mm-hmm. So I like Ritter at the top of this tier for me. Yeah, that's interesting. I so I actually broke this into two tiers. I I decided to go with the guys I think will be starting in week one in a tier, mm-hmm. and then the guys that I the backups I guess that I think are going to play some this year in the second tier. But I don't really have a problem with ranking Ritter ahead of. Mariota or any of these other guys, honestly. Um, I I just think that, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, take the, the bird in the hand. You know what I yep. mean? Like the guys that are actually yep. going to start in week one, it's like they're going to get the chance to win games. They're going to get the chance to um, hold on to that role longer. Um, I generally agree with you, though. I mean, Atlanta's going to be bad. Like they're going to be bad, and they're not going to have any reason to stick with Mariota. So, at, at a certain point, that's gonna that switch is gonna happen. Um, but really, what I would say is, <laughs> it's almost like monopoly. You know, you, you it's like you want you want a monopoly. You want the you want both of the properties. Like if you're in yeah. a super flex league and you're drafting one of these guys, you probably should get the other one too. <laughs> you know, and that way you'll at least have a a, a pulse at quarterback at your quarterback two spot if if you're in desperate straits and you have to have to draft one of these guys. But um, I guess what I would say is like, I think the Pittsburgh situation seems like the best for fantasy, uh, but you could make the case for Atlanta too, because even, even with Mariota, like he's going to run some also. So Mm -hmm. you'll get some rushing value out of whoever's a quarterback in Atlanta, Pittsburgh. I just think they have the best receiving weapons of these teams. Um, I mean, I guess you could say Seattle has decent receiving weapons too, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I just the quarterbacks there are just <laughs> so gross. Like, um, I know I, I think can see G- them just you know, like alternating. Yeah, I mean, know? I'll definitely, I definitely prefer Geno Smith uh, to Drew Locke. I think uh, Geno actually kind of held his own last year when he got a chance to play, uh, but um, it's yeah, it's it's not great. And then Jacoby Brissett, like. I mean, if we find out Watson's out for the season, I feel like Brissett almost has to move up just because, like, he's going to be 
the starter all year unless they end up with Jimmy Garoppolo or something. Um, yeah. So there's some moving parts here, but basically what I would say is I would I would want even in a super flex league to have both of my quarterbacks before this tier the or two tiers whatever we want to call it. Um, but if I have to get my QB two out of this tier, I'd make it a priority to get like both of the guys. You know. Yep, so you're grabbing Baltic and Mediterranean. Exactly. That's pretty much what it is, because it is the worst <laughs> Monopoly if you're starting any of these guys. <laughs> Just garbage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, I mean, I have a last tier with a handful of guys. You mentioned Garoppolo. I have him in here just because, yeah, like you said, he could end up going to a team. You know, someone's going to get an injury. You know, it, it almost happened, right, with the Jets avoided a serious injury with Zach Wilson, but definitely could have seen Jimmy G on his way to New York if that if things turned out differently. Yeah. And yeah, Cleveland could see the same thing. I still think there's a chance. I mean, we're going to see this week rosters cut down. Like, I guess there's still a chance that they just cut Garoppolo. But I guess at this this point, they probably won't, just because. I mean, you need a backup quarterback as well. And so uh, I don't know how that's going to. I mean, play it's out. a lot of think? money though. I think they are going to cut him if they can't find a trade. And now that I think about it, I almost feel like Garoppolo. Maybe I should move up. Maybe he should be in the Deshaun Watson tier, just because. Like, it just seems like one way or another. Like, isn't he? I don't know. I feel like somebody's going to need him at some point, you know? Oh, don't do that to him. Don't put him in that tier with Watson. At yeah, least that's if true. You do, no one should be in Give him a different color. Don't make him red. That's you know? true. No one no one should be stuck with Watson. That's a good point. <laughs> but um, I, I, I also um, – I actually had Sam Darnold also in, in with those other guys. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really think he's going <laughs> to – win the job from Baker Mayfield. So maybe he should not be in that, in that tier with uh, the drew locks of the world. But um, I just, just the fact that Carolina is at least pretending to have a quarterback competition (laughs) is keeping Darnold uh, in this, in that tier for me for now. But, um, and then the only other guy I would mention is Tyrod Taylor, just because uh, I do feel like he's one of the better backup quarterbacks uh, in the NFL. And it, just with the Giants' offensive line problems, uh, it does seem like Daniel Jones is a pretty significant injury risk. So uh, we could see Tyrod forced into action. And if he is, then um, I think he can be okay. <laughs> you mentioned Taysom earlier. Did you rank him down here in the in the high 30s? Because I put him in here too. Well, I have Taysom as a tight end because I think that's what he is now. <laughs> yeah. So I have him ranked there. But I, I you know, um, spoiler alert, I will be interested in Taysom as a uh, as a long shot t- upside tight end. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, um yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. That we're talking about we got through about 40 <laughs> quarterbacks. So hopefully you're not digging this this far. If you play in a four quarterback league, then uh, you're insane. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, so that yeah, I think that was good and um you know, we'll be doing a running back uh preview on Thursday. So that's going to be a lot more than 40 players probably. So uh, we we better uh, drink extra coffee on Thursday for that. (laughs) Um, And then we'll do wide receivers and tight ends next week. So uh, we're going to go position by position for you here to get you ready for your fantasy drafts. Um, We'll, you know, keep updating our rankings as we get closer to week one. uh, So you can use those when you're drafting as well. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew underscore Seifter. And you can follow me on Twitter at Barton Wheeler. We appreciate everyone listening to the podcast. If you like the show, please follow, subscribe, rate, and review. We are out of here. We gone.
You've been listening to the Rest of Season Rankings Podcast. Go to www.rosrankings.com for more.